it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, joined as always by Susan Miller Degnan, our University of Miami beat writer for the Miami Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's going great, David, as usual. Uh, a little bit of a quiet week on the Miami front, but still a couple things uh, we want to get to. So we're going to jump around probably to a bunch of different uh, topics today. The Alonzo Highsmith thing is still out there, and by the time you guys listen to it, maybe something will have happened there. Um, transfer season is fully on for Miami. Uh, recruiting season gets back into full swing this weekend. Uh, but let's start with, I guess, kind of the one piece of news that really has already happened, and that is... Uh, Miami making a change at the offensive line coach spot, which is not totally surprising once they hired uh, Rhett Lashley, uh, I guess, two weeks ago now or 10 days ago, something like that. Um, Butch Berry out after one year. Garen Justice in from UNLV. Uh, Butch Berry was a, a Danny Nose guy, so it kind of made sense that he would be one of the guys that uh, Rhett Lashley would have kind of carte blanche to find a guy. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that they were making that change i was uh, i was i was pleased for the program i you can't you can't keep a guy who no matter how good they said he was yeah. no matter how inexperienced and young the offensive linemen were you can't keep a guy who's whose o-line just finished what 127th was rated 127th mm-hmm. in the country out of 130 FBS teams, you can't do that when you have a new guy coming in and he's changing to a spread offense. Yeah. So he's got to get someone who got to get someone. I'm I'm I don't know uh, Garen Justice, but everything I read says the guy's great and that he he must be somewhat used to right a running. Or yeah, a spread. I mean uh, at UNLV they run a run heavy spread, which I think is ideally what Miami would like to pretty much have, given how right. good their running back room is. Um, right. There's still, like, kind of lingering questions at uh, the quarterback spot. Um, and it's going to help. It's it's going to help the offensive line to have, in my opinion, to have a spread mm-hmm. because uh, the quarterback won't be holding on to the ball as long. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and there's no huddle and, you know, very quick, quick, quick. So... You know, yeah, not me, as much time for the quarterback to get sacked. To me, the jury was mostly kind of still out on whether Butch Berry is good. Just I feel like it was so hard to judge considering the talent there was on the offensive line this year and the inexperience. But, I mean, there were troubling signs like Navon Donaldson's regression. Um, right. The fact that the offensive line, after it looked like it maybe improved in the middle of the season, was, was horrible at the end of the year again. Um and I think they're. So, I think the personalities are, from what I've heard, are different. And from what now I'm reading about Justice, um, you know, positive, upbeat, maybe like the the offense. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 
positive reinforcement and all that, and I think that these players really need that at this point. Yeah, like you said, it was kind of a move they had to make just based on the results from last year, and and it, it, it just kind of goes into the full offensive redesign Miami is trying to get done this offseason because, um, like you said, Garen Justice is a spread guy. He is you know, a younger, like kind of upbeat kind of right. guy who will, I think, fit the person. It, it was... Something I've said a couple times with podcast. I was just so surprised of the attitude of the offense last year because of you know everything Manny Diaz preached like was going to be the identity, just kind of didn't come to fruition. And and this seems like a, a pivot to try to make the team a little bit more in his image, which obviously after last year is that what you want? But it at least has kind of a cohesive. Yeah. The team should have a more cohesive identity, I think, this yep. year. And. Um, seems like Garen Justice is also pretty respected as a recruiter. You know, it's obviously hard to judge when a guy's been at UNLV. Like, they're not going after five-star talent. But um, Nobody did. Uh, from Again, from what I see, he's done a lot with, you know, with not ma- you know not necessarily major programs. Right. And I thought it was really interesting that he was uh, with FAU in Boca for two, yeah. for two seasons. So he knows the area. And he was the only assistant that was retained um, when Lane Kiffin was hired as head coach. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, telling also, in my opinion. Yeah, that's another thing they needed. And who knows if he'll be an ace recruiter, but, like, they needed more guys a with teacher. local ties. Like you, and also and just, somebody who could... Well, yeah, that's obviously part of it, but just they have not yet found kind of the ace recruiter on the staff. Other than you know, Eric Hickson's been a really, you know, obviously got one of the best running backs classes in the country. They needed to get a guy who knows the area well, is respected well, um, and, and it seems you know we'll, we'll obviously see once he actually gets out on the recruiting trail. We'll we'll see, but you know, on paper it looks good, but a lot of hires look good on paper, right? Yeah, they all look good at, at first, but I. I I know you asked me this morning what I thought, and I, I, it's all positive thoughts. I don't really know him, but from what I read, from what I hear from people in the business, he's he's good. So we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big story, I guess, from the week is, is transfer season is fully on for Miami. Uh, Quincy Roche, a defensive end from Temple, spent the weekend uh, in Coral Gables. No announcement yet on him, but... Obviously, you know, that's a good sign. They got him on campus alone, got to really pitch him. Um, and if you're a defensive end, Miami's, you know, Miami's proven the ability to develop that spot at least. Um, and particularly, you know, kind of the one-year transfer guys, it'd be kind of a, a Trayvon Hill type addition. Um, mm-hmm. They got a kicker, which I know you're excited got about. A kicker. But, but... I am excited. I think I, I, I love the Jose Borgales story, you know. Yeah. And the, and the backstory and that his brother... It will be here the next year. Yeah, yeah, for the next year, and you and he's the, uh, you know, I, I love from I'm not I, the only time I've ever and I, I didn't meet him personally, but saw him close up and personal was at the FIU game, yeah. and then he came in and talked to us afterwards. Jose after kicking what a fifty three yarder, mm-hmm. a fifty yarder, and a twenty something yarder, um, he just killed you. I'm one of the big field goals was two seconds before halftime yeah so um he kind of put the dagger in um i think he th- he threw up or threw down the inverted yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point i didn't see it but that's what i hear and read again so um he has a lot of i love his attitude he seems pretty uh pretty intense he 
just from, again, reading his tweets, reading stories about him, listening to his quotes, listening to him in, per in person. Um, he seems, he reminds me a little of the, um, I don't know, like the, like the DJ Dallas, like, like he's. Yeah, a, I mean, he's a, it's like different a, than DJ. Be, well, because... DJ was. Because he's a Georgia guy, but Jose right. Borgas is like a Miami guy, wants to play for Miami. Right, like a real Miami guy, attitude. and he just Went to Booker the, T. Right, like you just know that he's, to me, he fits right in, and I love that kind of attitude. And, he's, and also, he had problems in the early part of the season last year mm -hmm. at FIU. He, he was missing some kicks, and he did some stuff to... To help himself, like he took, he took, he really took an active role in yeah. improving, instead of uh, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, you know, going in the pits yeah. or whatever. So I, I like that. I love this. The one thing that I thought was interesting, of course, I thought of this scenario is what happens if this is a terrible thought, but I did think about it. What happens if for some reason he doesn't do well? Yeah. Okay, and. The UM fans uh, get on him, or whatever happens as a result of that. Okay, and uh, and I don't know. I shouldn't uh, I think, think of the worst. And then it affects the younger brother and says, "Screw this! I'm not going there." I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just I, I had to think of it from all angles. But mm -hmm. did, did that ever cross your mind? I mean, a little bit. But these guys want to be Miami guys, right? Like if Absolutely. Jose Borgales had. Yeah. Had Miami recruited him out they of high school, he would be here, right? They definitely want to agree. They want yeah. to stay home. I just, I hope he does well. Yeah, and I, I think Miami fans are just kind of grateful to have a. I just love his kicker, attitude, right? though. Yeah. yeah, grateful, and I love, I love that kind of attitude. Like, bring it on! I don't care. Naysayers. Mm -hmm. He kind of has a chip right yeah. away. So. Yeah, um, the quarterback spot though is kind of the transfer hot zone right now for Miami fans. That's all anyone cares about. Um, names, yep. so just throw out a bunch of names because there's there hasn't been kind of like one guy that's been linked as like the super obvious. You know, I think the way Tate Martell in the end was last year, we just kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, KJ Costello from Stanford, Boston College is Anthony Brown, uh, Texas Tech's Jet Duffy, who is a kind of complicated mm -hmm. uh, situation, which we will get to in a bit. Um, Florida's Felipe Franks is a name out there. Um, Jamie Newman off the board, he was probably the most exciting one. He's going yeah. to Georgia. And the guy who probably could have gone to the never, NFL and gotten drafted on like yeah, the second Yeah, he was day. never, I don't think he was ever, I don't know, go to, but, go well, to would, Any of those names I mentioned like really kind of exciting to you? Well, the thing about Anthony Brown is, and he might apparently go back to BC because right. they, they yeah. named their coaching staff, but Anthony Brown tore his second ACL, mm -hmm. okay, Um the other knee, the other ACL, he tore um, as a redshirt freshman. And this season, I, after six games, I believe, he tore whatever the other one was. Right. He has two tore, okay, the other ACL he tore. And, I mean, that was like in the middle of the season, mm -hmm. in November or maybe October. I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago. And he's rehabbing now. And... He hopes to be he he hopes to be full full go in April. Whenever I hear mm -hmm. that, it's always afterwards, and it's kind of like okay. I don't know. I just he's not he can't. From what I read, he can't throw running now. Yeah. He has to be stationary. He's not probably not 
pivoting. I don't know what he's doing running right. wise, but I mean, we're talking about a spread quick offense. And do you want to, I don't know, do you want to go after a guy who's in the middle of rehabbing his second ACL? I, what do you think about that? Yeah. To me, when I look at this list of quarterback names, now that you can cross Jamie Newman off, they're all, none of the guys are guys who are like locks to come in and start in the way, um, yeah, obviously Tate wasn't, but in the way like Justin Fields going to uh, Ohio State was, or or when right. or when Jalen Hurts was rumored to be coming to Miami, he was going to come in and start. There was not going to be, I mean, there would have been a competition, giant air quotes, but Jalen Hurts was coming here to start. These guys are all coming here, obviously they want to start, but I don't know if any of them are like, you know, they're not like all conference level guys who are coming in and starting from right away. They're that's you know well, big we for, forgot about reason why they're transferring. David, we forgot about one of them. Oh, Derek. King yeah. would be Derek, he would be the one who oh. comes in and he is your oh, starter. Oh, stud! And I that's yeah. why I, I don't see him coming to Miami. Somebody else. I I see him going to even a a more successful at this point at this point program. Right. Um, uh, the kid is you know he's major major player, big time player, Houston. Um, yeah, he is like a perfect Houston, spread fit. Obviously, and, a big, and the interesting thing about him is. So he's a grad transfer, but what's really interesting is that he only played in four games, and he made the decision to 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 stop it right, right. there after four games, so he could count this past season as a redshirt year, um, and then, and he's never said he's not technically on the market. Right, he's he never said he's transferring, the, but it's been. But, he followed, he's the one that I think followed Rhett Lashley on Twitter. Yeah, and I think like yes. Joe Brady. And, yeah, LSU. and the thing is, and I've, I, again, I've gone on, uh, you know, I've looked at social media and stories and there have been all ESPN and people have debated and, and there's some, a lot of people that say, some of the talking heads of college football say that it's a bad thing that he did and this is the new normal mm-hmm. kind of thing that kids... Uh, would say I'm shutting it down, um, uh, you know. Well, I mean, I think it's worth noting Miami kind of did yeah. the, they did the same thing too yeah, with Zach, Zach McLeod. Yeah, but like Zach it's going to be a decision that comes on I, either side. Okay, right? look, they did it with Zach McLeod, but Zach McLeod had been injured a lot. No, I know. Okay, he wasn't really playing that much, and. That was a smart. He's a linebacker. Yeah. Okay, this we're talking about like a top top NFL kind of quarterback. Right. So, um, and he never told. He never said. He never entered a transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, technically, he's still with Houston, right? Yeah. I mean, when he so, when he did that, the idea was either he would have the flexibility he's, to transfer, or he could come back to Houston. Yeah, but I think they for know. a season they thought was going to be better because last year was kind of a rebuilding year for them. But what they did um, was they were. I think they were one. one in, they were one and three. He shut it down. Yeah. And uh, and now, I don't know. I that would be huge. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's number one on that list for me. I mean, KJ oh, Costello is the interesting one because yeah, he's KJ, got all the... He's a big guy, Yeah, six, like, five, He's like the NFL prototype. You know, if if Danny Enos was here, still here, I think that's a guy <laughs> they'd be looking at uh, really hard because he's got that pro-style type quarterback from Stanford. Obviously, Stanford runs like the exact opposite of a spread offense. Um, so, right, I don't know right. if he's, a, he's a, a scheme fit, but, you know, he's got all the high upside... Um, you know, Stanford right. always seems to have those pro style, like Kevin Hogan. And, you know, there's just always guys who are 6'4", 220, who 
have... Andrew Locke? Well, Andrew Locke was a little <laughs> tier above those types of guys. <laughs> well, this guy is supposed to be really, really great. Anyway. Yeah, he had a disappointing year him. last year, but he's got all the yeah. tools that you look for. So, um, yeah, yeah. Felipe Franks, I just can't see it. Mm-mm. Although he's a, a scheme fit. And he's a big dude. Like yeah, a, like, and he can know. run. Like, he's a scheme fit. But yeah, I just can't see I it. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't think so. I don't know. He, he would be like a, a Gators something. I don't know. Yeah. He's I got the personality. My, like, Miami fans, remember ever he was getting all that crap for, like, taunting through that whole Miami-Florida game? Miami fans would love it if he was their quarterback and doing all that. But I think by now there's too much uh, baggage. Yeah, yeah, possibly. And then and then there's... Uh, Jet Duffy. Yeah, Texas Tech's Who Jet Duffy. committed to Tulane last week sometime? I don't remember yeah, exactly Yeah, recently when. committed to Tulane and then all of a sudden said, like you know Three what? days later said, yeah, ah, my recruitment's back open. Yeah, I'm, thank you so much for having faith in me and all that good stuff. And then uh, the Times-Picayune or NOLA, N-O-L-A dot com yeah. wrote a story yesterday or two days ago uh, saying that, um, that guess what? Uh, Jet Duffy did not was denied academic admission. Mm-hmm. He, it's not that he didn't, didn't want to go to Tulane. It's that he didn't. He was actually denied admission. And you know, if you're a football program and you want somebody bad enough, and you, you deny them admash, admission, there's something else. There's not just that. There's some other things going on probably, and he must be. Well, yeah. Well, they did. They did it through a source. Okay, so I did not do the reporting, but I have to. There's no reason not to believe NOLA.com. It's yeah. a major so there, publication. So there are two in- interesting things about that to me. One is, you know, Tulane's a good school. I don't know how different it is than Miami, though, academic admission standards. You know, they're, they're pretty comparable, I think, as schools, as far as I know. Um, so if he can, can't get into Tulane, is he going to get into Miami? Who knows? Um, and then uh, yeah. the other thing is just, oh, and also, if he was going to Tulane, is he really the kind of, like... Yeah, why he has really good numbers, but also it's all, so this? much of that is that, that Texas Tech system. So I don't know if there's a backstory with I mean, they him went, too. They went two and seven in the Big Twelve this year. Like, yeah, I think there's something going on with him. I think there's some disciplinary and dis, excuse me, disciplinary um, situation with him too. But I, I can't. I'm not sure. But I, if I dig deeper, I think we're gonna find some stuff. Yeah, and I and, mean. We also don't quite know how much Miami likes uh, Tyler Van Dyke right now, right? Like, they've got, op- like, they're going to go after guys, but it's not like, you know, they've got four quarterbacks on scholarship right now. Oh, how much right they like, like him? I think yeah. you mean they like him. Yeah, but yeah, just... yeah, But, like, do they think he's a real part of this competition? For this year, you're For saying, this year. right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, and I don't know the, I like, I, I really don't know the philosophy, you know, of Lashley. Right. Um, I don't know, you know, playing in terms of playing guys. That's yeah, yeah, that very kind of tough stuff. to play. I mean, yeah, it happens, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, that really would be that would be something. Yeah. Actually, so for me, I mean, Derek King's like the guy that you're obviously gonna want. Um, like we said, I think you know if LSU goes after him, that'll be tough. I think Georgia being off the market is obviously good for Miami because they were the. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you, know, you want right. a Jamie Newman. He's probably number one he, on that list. Yeah, but. and I can't believe it. But maybe, maybe 
King um, really likes Lashley or something. I don't yeah, know. I mean, like I said, scheme fit is there, um, yeah. and the talent is obviously there. And then after that, though, the, none of the other guys that we listed, and maybe there's someone else we're forgetting, like blows me away. Like totally yeah. excites me. Maybe Think they're going to come in and be the lock to be the starter. Maybe you know, there's somebody. They'd probably all be the favorite to be the starter coming in, but they wouldn't be like the lock that. Yeah, I, I think know. a guy like Derek King would be. I think, yeah, I think he. It, it depends on what Lashley thinks of the guys who are there now. Yeah, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, the other bit of transfer news: uh, Quincy Roche from Temple uh, visited over the weekend. So Manny Diaz is his former coach. Yeah, Manny Diaz is thirteen days <laughs> or whatever as coach day, of like Temple for a day, are paying off. Yeah. It just he kind of feels like he'd be like the Trayvon Hill type addition, like I mean he was even more productive this last year than Trayvon was in his last season at Virginia Tech. Although of course he only played like three games at Virginia Tech that last year. Um, right. But I mean he's a good defensive end who you know Greg Rousseau is okay. going to be one starter. You're looking for that other starter. I mean well, Patchen's yeah. the favorite I guess right now. You know started sure. some games last year. Um, Who are you going to go after if you're? Yeah, the, you think you're going to have Jafari Harvey in the mix, maybe Chance Williams, a freshman. Um, but they just could use another. Oh, they, and, and yeah, another body. Harvey. And Roche gonna, would be a, Oh my God! If they got him, think about it. Yeah. On one side, you know that would just be amazing. Yeah, I mean so, that's that's a spot where Miami has proven they can land uh, big would, time transfers and make them productive. I mean Trayvon Hill is going to get drafted, um, and Roche could be the next one to follow in that lineage. Yeah. The other piece of news still uh, swirling around this program is the ongoing Alonzo Highsmith saga. Um, last, I think it was last week, our Barry Jackson reported it was uh, over that the. Both parties had moved on. I think you even talked to him that last week, right? You talked to him after all those reports circulate. He told you guys straight up that it's not a not a, in the cards anymore. Then a couple days later, reports start circulating again that it is maybe in the cards. Um, you and, that, and, and Barry Kane, Jackson. And Kane Sport reported, yeah. I guess, last Thursday that all of a sudden they had met uh, UMAD Blake James had right. met. With Alonzo Highsmith again, had a meeting and mm-hmm. talks were on again. You and Barry Jackson have been following this story pretty closely. Both have pretty yeah. good relationship with Alonzo. Have talked to him, I think, a couple of times over the last uh, couple of months. So, just what's kind of the latest there? Um, I think it seems like something could happen at any moment, right? Yes. Um, you, you like four times I mean, I th- the, throughout and, and the recording of this podcast, you keep checking your phone. I know. I keep like checking my phone. And I, che- and I, yeah. And again, it, I mean, Gary Furman is the one that first brought that up from Kane Sport mm-hmm. that it was back on, and and uh, he says that something's, uh, you know, going to happen any minute, possibly. Yeah. It's not a done deal till it's a done deal. We've all learned that lesson. But, um, uh, I, gosh, I would love Alonzo to come. So would everybody else. He's one of the foremost uh, personnel guys in the NFL. And, um, uh, you know, as far as the draft and all that stuff, as far as players go, uh, evaluating talent, he's a great talent evaluator. Um, and he also, so he sees 
sometimes he sees things that other people might mm-hmm. not see in minor, so-called minor players. Right. Not minor, but not high profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, and one other really important thing, Alonzo loves Miami. Right. I think and that's the biggest is, takeaway oh here is oh. that he, oh. we don't know what kind of role they're pitching him on. It doesn't seem like it was going to well, be the, the role people necessarily wanted yeah. him in. Right. Um. But it just shows, you know, it's him getting in the door. We talked about this, I think, when we did our big Alonzo Highsmith podcast. There's a value. If this is what you want to do, if you want to be the guy who's at the helm of Miami football, whether it's maybe as the athletic director for the whole athletic department or, you know, have some big oversight role as like a deputy AD, just getting, if that's his ultimate goal, getting in the door is valuable. Even if year one you don't have the role that you ultimately want, He's not going to get – if this falls apart next year, he's not going to get blamed for it. They're going to get rid of Blake James. Right. They're going to get rid of Manny Diaz. Yeah. And Alonzo is going to be the, the yeah, guy but who I don't know is in if position. Alon- but I don't know, actually, if Alonzo really wants that job right, right. now. So that's I, what I'm saying. If, there's, if that's think, what he wants is his ultimate goal. I don't think goal, Alonzo now has been in the, the NFL valuable. for 20 years. Yeah. Um, he's a VP of – he's still hired by yes. Cleveland. He's still an employee as of Monday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's still employed by Cleveland as a vice president of player personnel, I think, mm-hmm. right? That and right. um you know, he and he grew he didn't grow up here, you know, he wasn't born here, but he's he's he went to high school here and graduated Booker T, Washington. He's a UM guy all the yeah. way. Won the you won the nineteen eighty three national championship with UM. He's you know, a Jimmy Johnson guy. Uh he loves Miami. His son, A.J. Highsmith, who I covered, um, you know, also played at UM. And I, the whole family has, is just, you know, the, their family is from here. Um, yeah. I know Alonzo would love to come back. Yeah. Love to come back to Miami. And I I think he has to be given some sort of latitude right. for this He's position? not going to come in to be Manny Diaz's like, like number a, two or like a PR guy. He yeah, yeah, but at least if he could have some kind of uh, personnel input as far as um, recruiting and mm-hmm. the game, he knows talent, you know. And he also he's pretty opinionated. He knows he's pretty immersed in the program. Right. He knows so many people, um, and. That's the part I'm not sure with Manny. I just, it'll be very interesting to see. Like, I don't think they're going to tell us exactly what his job is. I think he's going to have some vague title, like director of football development or something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Maybe they'll go for that, right? That that sounds pretty good. And, Um, you know, I think a big part is he's going to be promised some things, I'm sure, and he's going to be wanting some things and... Like more money. Well, yeah, but I, <laughs> I think also think just power. I think him. power is important, and we talked about that a yeah. lot. You know, he's not going to come to just be, you know, like a chief of staff, like uh, Blake a James kind of said. That's yeah, a big or, name. or a guy figurehead. to handle no things. I think he's coming in with big picture goals, right? You know, he's a guy who, again, like I said, if this all falls apart next year and Miami goes six and seven again, and Manny Diaz is out and Blake James is out, he's going to be the constant. He's you know that. Unless it goes really poorly yeah, with him, you can't take it but anymore. Like, but I, you know, if if he comes anyway, I would I would love to see him here. And um, but the whole 
Uh, power struggle that we talked yeah, about last time. Or, or two the weeks whole, ago. even if it's not a power struggle, the whole relationship factor between him and Manny Diaz and Blake James and everybody else, uh, fans and board of board of trustees. I just see all these sides, people yeah. taking sides if things go bad. Right. So that I just. You know, I hope it, I hope it works out for him. Yeah, I think they're gonna announce a vague title for him if it happens, but they should have a. I think the best way to get in front of anything, any of these power struggles, would be to like clearly define what his role yeah. is going to be, and I mean, you know, whether he does that in a uh, in a press release or you know they talk, you know, he does a story on the Miami or HurricaneSports.com, kind of talking about why he came back and and what his uh, what his goals are here and what Miami envisions for his role to be i think they have to clearly define that um you know the, obviously they're going to define it internally but i think defining it externally for the fans to be able to know what exactly he's doing uh, i don't think they'll, i don't too. think they'll define it too much I, yeah. I just don't see it but well um, i also think it's going to shift it's a new position right. right like and i love that he's a hall of famer he's a um sports hall of famer mm-hmm. right inducted in 1997 and um he was a great he was i think the third third overall pick of the Houston Oilers. Um, so it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I, that would be great if it happens. Also, I love that it's a cre- I mean, potentially. I love that it's potentially a creative idea. You know, it's not just going it to get another great. head coach. It's, and I love a, it's that- something, you know, there's, we've talked about it a lot on these podcasts and I think fans have talked about it a lot over the last 10, 15 years. There's the, the problems at Miami go beyond clearly just one coach. Like, there's something structurally right. they have been doing wrong here uh, for the last decade, and and it's this is a structural change. Agreed, and uh, yeah, there's right now there's I could say nothing bad about Alonzo. He cares so much about UM, yeah, and 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 has through the bad times, right. the good times. He's just stuck with UM, but he's a realist. He has strong opinions, um, so. Again, like everything else, we'll see what happens. And probably as soon as we say bye, everybody. Yeah, we'll get an official announcement after recording an addendum or something. Um, uh, Let's wrap up with a little bit of recruiting talk. I guess mostly just the early enrollees got in. Mm -hmm. Uh, They welcomed them yesterday. They'd moved in over kind of the last three or four days. Class starts Monday, uh, which is today as we're recording. So um, 13 early enrollees, pretty good for Miami. Very Something good. That helps so much, right? Yeah. When they have when they go through spring practice. Yeah, I talked to um, a bunch of those guys at the uh, Under Armour game um, two weeks ago now, I guess January second, um, and they were uh, basically all talking about it. It kind of just shows they all want to come in and work. They all at least are saying the right things about coming in and just adding that extra layer of competition. Um, and in the spring, when you've got a new offensive coordinator coming in particularly the offensive guys, and they've got a lot of guys on offense. They've got a quarterback. They've got two running backs. they got uh, three wide receivers. They've got a tight end. They've got two tackles. Like That's going to be a group that can potentially get on the field early, not just because of Miami's uh, issues on offense, but also because they're going to be have been on campus for nine months by the time the season kicks off. Yeah, it's a, I mean, nothing, nothing but good. Jose Borgales can start kicking field goals yeah. in practice. No, it's 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 all good. I yeah, the the it makes such a difference spring 
Yeah. Spring practice. And spring is 15. Unlike the the bowl game practices where you can practice as much as you want, well, other than the regular, I think, rules, NCAA rules, you can't. Spring, I think each team has 15 a yeah, lot. And they get to use, they use them all. And bowls, usually and guys don't have, hit the number because they're bowls. No, you know, they never the national hit championship, you they don't never hit the number. Hit and UM, um, <laughs> UM, what they do every year, and it, it, it's, it's kind of smart, is so they have maybe like maybe Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday practice. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Or, or twice a week. Yeah. Yeah, they just stretch it on and then they have lifting and then they have yeah. their mattress keep doing stuff. the program for a long keep time keep it keep the kids going if you do it too fast then they're they're set loose too early yeah and then so, uh we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on i guess some other recruiting stuff in the next few weeks it should be a relatively quiet national signing day for miami given um uh, they had 19 guys sign i think in the early period they already have one transfer um and we'll have more. And we'll have yeah. more. Maybe a quarterback. Maybe Roche announces sometime soon. And then um, mm-hmm. it seems like cornerback and, and offensive line are, are kind of the big two targets uh, left on the board for Miami. Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, Garen Justice get on the recruiting trail. He's going to have a job to do. He's got to find That's an true. offensive lineman. Um, so we'll see what they if they add anyone to the board when the dead period ends on Thursday. And, and if... They can make a run at and an interesting guy uh, to add a little bit more depth there. Check the Miami Herald because David Wilson will be <laughs> um, writing it. Yeah, all right, let's sure. let's wrap up there. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I anything think that's good. Uh, just... Well, remember, I'm just waiting for Alonzo and yeah. uh, and uh, and then whatever whatever else comes yeah. our way. There's always something yep. at UM. You can you can follow Susan on Twitter at smilleredegnan. Um, like we said, just waiting on news. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow me yeah. on Twitter at dbwilson2. Also, just kind of waiting on news. Super Bowl is coming soon, and so tonight, work on some of tonight, that stuff. This will already be old, I know. I'm very excited about the national championship Oh, yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Any way. predictions? Uh, no, I'm honestly, I, I love, love both quarterbacks, I yeah. said, but I really would like uh, Clemson to win. I'm God, that's so homerish, but they're AC, <laughs> they're ACC, and um, yeah, I'd like Clemson to win. What about you? Uh, I've got a lot of family who are Clemson grads, so I always kind of like have a little soft spot for okay. them. Um, I think LSU is going to win though. Could be Joe Burrow. I wouldn't be surprised either way. You but know, it's funny, Joe Burrow, and we we really got to cut this now. But <laughs> Joe Burrow played his first game after transferring against, against Miami, Miami. Yeah. Uh, like, and he was like fine <laughs> he wasn't that great yeah. I was like oh, he's okay he's not that great I swear that's I mean what all I last year that was what people thought yeah he's, like, a, oh, he's he, fine he's all right you know and uh I mean not that they didn't beat Miami pretty pretty easily Same, but yeah. uh but still he's just I uh, love watching him play yeah. now so so I just hope it's a great game. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why I got LSU. I think it's going to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if either team win, but I'd be surprised if Clemson blew out LSU. I, hope, I would not be totally surprised if Clemson uh, just can't stop LSU I the whole game. I just hope it's not a blowout. I love close games. Yeah. I think it will so, be. We've had a good track record in the national championship. Except for Miami. Please. Oh, that's why, yeah. Every You love close week. games in every except week. Except for when like, I'm doing the game story. Anyway. We're going to wrap it up yeah, now. I think that's good. Um, thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Or sooner.